Hey, good afternoon. Welcome in to the 573 report starting approximately three and a half minutes early because we're on top of things and that's how we do things here at powermazoo.com. So uh, uh, hopefully you got the alert. You're here. If not, you'll join us shortly um, and you will hear all of our excellent conversation, insight and uh witticism as we go along before we get to that want to remind you guys that as we are every week we are brought to you by 573 tees an excellent small business in downtown columbia online at 573tees.com but if you want to go buy the shop uh during business hours between uh, between 9th and 10th Street on Alley A in Columbia, Missouri. And uh, really a uh, business that is a great success story here in the last couple of years, uh, producing basically almost anything you want. They can do custom orders. They've got a lot of NIL deals with Missouri uh, players. Uh, they have Mizzou stuff, Cardinal stuff, Blue stuff, Chief stuff, Royal stuff, all of that. Um, but they have uh, have really made a, uh, a dent here in the last couple of years in their corner of the market. And we would like to think that we have played some small part in that. Um, but Regardless of whether we have or not, they're doing well, and we are happy for them. And uh, we now bring in Mitchell Forty to talk about the Missouri basketball team, which I don't, in its own way, might be doing well. I don't know what that way is, but um, I, I guess you could maybe spin it to find a way. Yeah, I mean, they don't have to play today, and it's like 85 degrees, so they could, they could enjoy the outdoors maybe a little bit. That's kind of nice. Uh, um, other than that... I don't know, man. I I don't know what else to say. I mean, the only way I can sum up this team is I was talking to somebody before, I think it was before the Tennessee game, and they said, well, you just never know which team's going to show up. And I said, yeah, there's a big mystery, whether it's going to be the one that loses big in the first half or loses in the last two minutes. Last night was actually kind of an odd combination of the two of them. Yeah, I mean, basically, we've just reached the point where it's like, you know, either sometimes they, they play well to start and they, they hang in. Sometimes it's just always it's over right from the beginning. But you kind of you just know the result. And that's really all that matters in sports is the result. And uh, what is it now? Twelve of their 13 or less or 11 of the last 13 games have been losses. So that uh, that is how you end up being 10 and 20. And it doesn't really matter how you got there. Um, yeah. Last night. I mean, they they like they had a, a couple rough stretches in the first half, got behind. I thought we're lucky to be down at six at half when South Carolina got up 14 early in the second half. I was like, oh, okay, cool. This is over. And then it was just kind of this annoying series of like Mizzou would make a few plays, but not quite enough to ever get in control. And they never took the lead and they lost. Yeah. uh, Sixth time in 115 years of basketball, they've lost 20 games. So, I mean, that's a thing. It's history. I I mean, Also, also the fourth in the last, what, Eight. <laughs> Eight, yeah. So uh, before that, though, they had a good year of only two 20 loss seasons in 107 years. So, so you know, that was, that was a, a nice 107-year run. It appears to be over. Look, we all know where it's at. I, I don't know. We're going we're gonna to know at some point in the next, I don't know, week and a half. I mean, to me, it's going to be telling. If they don't come out, like within a day after the SEC tournament is over and say Conzo Martin is staying, to me that's going to be kind of telling, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, at this point I would I almost feel like if if they thought he was going to stay or if they if the decision was made that he was going to stay and like 
I don't know that anything would really have to change for that to happen or, you know, to, for that decision to be changed. Like, I would think they would have said it already because they know what the conversation is. They know that, you know, fans are restless and they know that, you know, people are, I, I mean, I would think it'd be best to go ahead and get out ahead of, uh, you know, the, the anger and say, yeah, like, you know, get used to it. He's, he's here for another year. Um, I think that probably, like you said, if nothing gets said once the season, I think probably the decision will happen once the season's over, but if nothing gets said pretty quickly, it means to me, probably they are working on ways to get around the somewhat unique buyout uh, slash, you know, actually can't be fired contract language and, uh, and make a change. Yeah. And uh, sorry, I was trying to work through technical difficulties, which I will do again here in a minute. Um, Basically I know what the issue is and why this is not currently showing up on the YouTube page. It will be there uh, sometime during the next time you talk, but um, so, and it will be there in like, look, we record these things too. They'll be there forever. You don't have to watch live to watch, but I will fix that shortly. Um, But can we dispel one thing? Like, it's not really a big deal that Desiree Reed Francois was in the front row last night or that she was at the LSU game. I mean, it's not like she has to go to know that this team isn't good. She, I, I'm going to assume she understands the point of sports is to score more than the other team and that they don't do that very often. Her being there is not like some great indication, oh, she's there to see if – Conzo should keep his job. I mean, she's not assessing what he says in timeouts to decide if he's going to be the coach next year. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I, ADs go to their, their team sporting events quite often. It's it's part of their job is to just kind of show up and be present. And like, you know, maybe you've got some donors in a certain area who are going to go to road games, don't go to home games. You rub elbows with them. I mean, like, it, it's very common. I remember seeing Jim Sturkett, you know, I mean, not that I've gone to a ton of road basketball games, but most of the ones I've been to when he was the AD, I remember seeing him like Iowa State and a few others. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, people are just reading a little bit too much into that. I also think, of course, we've talked about people are reading probably too much into the fact that the that Desiree's uh, son is coming to walk onto the team. I don't think any coach will be opposed to giving him the last spot on the bench. I think, too, well, especially considering they have zero walk-ons this year. Like, there are right. room for walk-ons <laughs> on this team. Um and, and like it, making a big deal out of her being at the game, like I've, I, I wish that all season long I had been tweeting from home games like Mitchell Forty's at the basketball game. I wonder if that means we're going to have coverage. You know, I mean, it's just like whatever. It's it's really not that big a deal. Um, I, I just. I said a week ago, I don't have anything left to say. Like, is there anything left to say about basketball or can we just stop talking about that? Oh, I've, I've been done. I've been out of words for quite some time. Javon Pickett's, I mean, I guess it's nice to see, uh, you know, see him have the nice little end of his career. Trevor Brazil shows flashes. I, I'm, team's not good. I, I'm going to call, and, and it's not fair to Pickett because he's actually been a good player here yeah. throughout four years. But, like, this is the Ryan Rosberg Memorial senior oh, yeah. run, you know, where it's like <laughs> games that mean absolutely nothing all of a sudden you're like yeah. oh good for this guy man he's finishing strong i i, I will say pick it 
has been better during this stretch than Rosberg, but he won't get memorialized in the way Rosberg was because Rosberg went from like a liability to pretty good. Pickett's always been pretty good and now is like their best player, but on a bad team. Rosberg went from like unwatchably bad to serviceable. I will have none of this Bosberg slander on this podcast where we will have words when this is over. But uh, um, so I don't know. The only other thing is going on is spring football and like it's happening i can't say that i have gleaned a lot from the like here is what i learned at spring football luther burden got his number which i'm gonna go out on a limb and say they gave that to him on signing day in december like if luther burden had got to practice three and didn't have a number it would have been a big surprise to me yeah uh, people are Probably reading a little too much. Speaking of things people are reading too much into, that's that's always happens with this number thing. I, I do wonder at a certain point if, if Eli Drinkwitz is going to get so tired of people asking him about the numbers that he'll just stop doing it. Because he even said the other day, he was like, you know, I mean, everyone is going to get a number. Like, <laughs> you can't just send them out there with no number eventually. So, um, yeah, I mean, so, you know. We haven't seen next to nothing from actual on the field play. We did actually get a chance to talk to all the assistant coaches on Monday, and that that was interesting. Um, the first time I've ever spoken to about half of them. I, I know we talked about that on on last week's episode, uh, and that was cool. You know, uh, uh, informative. Certainly, you know, you're not going to nothing groundbreaking coming into spring. You know, Blake Baker didn't tell us the ins and out of his schemes. Curtis Looper didn't tell us who the starting running back is going to be. But I thought there was some some stuff there. Uh, really enjoyed talking to Al Davis. I'll have a story that's mostly about him and somewhat about Kevin Peoples running tomorrow morning. Uh, enjoyed talking to Al Pogue, the new cornerbacks coach. We did talk to Blake baker for about 20 minutes uh, had a story on, on him the other day i know you talked to bush hamden about the quarterback situation so that that at least will give us some worthwhile content here over the next uh, coming days all right so so i just want to ask having and and actually before i get to this i do want to say we were talking about luther burden and joking about the number and all that i do want to uh tell everybody who's watching or listening to this we will have the first episode of our show with luther um tomorrow morning on the site uh the touchdown luther burden show we actually recorded that last thursday night and speaking Speaking of reading too much into things, so, you know, all the talk, everybody has said, hey, he's he's incredibly humble. He just does everything you want a freshman to do. You'd never know, blah, blah. So the last question I asked Luther in the interview, I said, you know, you're about 15 hours away from your first college football practice ever. Like, are there any nerves here or is this just kind of, hey, this is where I always thought I'd be and let's go and let's do this thing. And he said, no, nah, it's, it's just really excitement. My attitude is just kill everybody because I'm better than everybody. So, you know, I mean, that, I mean, I, I don't know if that's the humblest statement ever, but also he's backed that up. He's earned that. I'm not saying anything bad about the kid. I'm really using that as a way to, to tease that. I hope you guys watch and listen to the show, but um, back to, back to the assistant coaches, you mentioned Al Davis. So I just like Al Davis, Brick Haley, Marcus Johnson, among recent Missouri assistant coaches, who wins like a heavyweight wrestling match between the three of them? Because those are some big ass dudes. Yeah, yeah, they are. Uh, I mean, I, it's between Al Davis and Marcus Johnson for sure. Brick was a big dude, but I don't, he was not as big as those two. Brick was um, also like five seven. 
Yeah, and and quite a bit older than both of them. So maybe back in his day, but I'm I'm not letting, I'm, I'm throwing Brick out early. I I don't know. Al Davis and Marcus Johnson would be a tough matchup. Marcus Johnson actually ended up playing in the league for a little while, whereas Al Davis didn't quite make it. So I'll give him the the edge. He's also he's got the length advantage for sure. Al Davis is is wide, but not as long. So I, I'm going Marcus Johnson. He is a, a large man, but I wouldn't be stunned if Al Davis took him down. He's got the low center of gravity. I think he I think he has a fighting chance. I I mean I think I told. Told you and Dave uh, in a text message, like when I was interviewing Marcus Johnson, I just found myself like staring at his arms and thinking, like that arm could not fit in my jeans. Like maybe if you cut him out and made two legs one leg, his bicep would fit in my jeans. But otherwise, they're like he's gigantic, man. Yeah, yeah. I know this is the analysis everyone wanted from our first time talking with the coaches. <laughs> I mean, like, look, we've written stuff about what they what they said. And and truthfully, I don't know. They, there's not that many comments about that. So I think they're actually far more interested in who would win a boxing match. So, like, I think of the entire – or a wrestling match. I, I mean, wrestling match, I'm going Marcus Johnson. But, like, boxing <laughs> match is a different deal. I'm, right, right. I'm going to go DJ Smith in the boxing match. Yeah, he's he's definitely got some more quickness. He he looks he absolutely looks like he could still suit up. He looks like he could play in the NFL right now. Uh, he he's in very good shape. Eli Drinkwitz wins none of those matches. No, he wins the the like smooth talking matchup. <laughs> he, he wins he wins the smart ass competition, which is also the same contest I would win. So I, the, I respect. Debate, he, he'll be on the debate team. <laughs> Um, this show is awesome. Uh, I mean, it, literally, this is what's going on right now. We're just sitting here waiting to find out if we cover a coaching search. I mean, like, I don't know. The women's basketball team starts uh, SEC tournament play tomorrow, and that's uh, that's all well and good. We don't know if they're going to have Asia Blackwell because apparently this is a team like – we complain a lot about access and stuff like that, and sometimes too much. But um, it, it's actually not bad at Missouri for for football and men's basketball. But like the women's basketball team, I think just plays a game and then absolutely goes into hiding until they play the next game. Like they don't talk to anybody or tell anybody anything. So the extent of what we know is they play at noon tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, um, I know that part of that, I'm sure, you know, there's not as much demand to do interviews during the season. But, yeah, when you get to this point in the season, um, there's definitely people who want to know if if the, you know, leading rebounder in the country is going to be available. And it has been it's been strange. And I know that there's a, it's a little bit different when you're talking about, like, you know, protocols for arrests and stuff like that. But uh, to, to not even have a statement before what was it? I, I don't remember the day of the week, but the last home game uh, was was strange for sure. Um, but. This team has is managed to, to to work record its two best wins of the season without her. So I don't know. Regardless of whether or not she suits up, you got to give them a fighting chance against Arkansas in a game that would almost certainly punch their ticket. It might be punched regardless, but if you beat Arkansas, you you have no worries going into Selection Sunday. Right, and, and and I'm not even really so much talking about Asia. Like whatever, I, they can say whatever they want to or not say whatever they want to. But like to go to the SEC tournament where they fully know. There's only one media outlet that's probably going to be down there. And to not have, like, a Zoom before you leave, that's, like, I don't know. I, I've always found, like, Brian Smith, look, he, he's been, I, he, he do, I don't think he complains about 
coverage or lack of coverage they get or anything. But like he's always been open to doing anything, and they always now I'm not going to pretend we always cover it or anything like that. We don't. Every now and then we do. I, I mean, you know, I've done a couple things with Brian. I talked to Jaden Cox a, a few years ago. Like if something big's happening, we'll a thing with Big Ben Askren, sure. Um, but I'm not going to pretend we do it every time. But like he's always made himself available. You know, I remember uh, Tim Jamison in 2007 when all of a sudden, like I hadn't covered a baseball game all year and most people hadn't and they were hosting Super Regionals and we all showed up. And like literally the first thing he said after they lost Super Regionals in a heartbreaking game against Louisville was, I just want to thank all you guys for being here. Like I think there's a balance to, yeah, you understand, you want more coverage, but also you understand that it's not always there. But like I... Part of the way to get it is to provide a little bit more, and and I find I just find it weird. Like what I, I I'm sure this is coming off as whiny, and like I'm demanding women's basketball coverage, which I fully have not done. But it just it, it's right now that's what Missouri fans should be excited about, and I don't think much excitement is being generated about it. Those of us who know you know you are not distraught that you don't have to write a women's basketball story. <laughs> But but we have an intern that, that could write true. those, you know. Yeah. And uh, AU Stock is asking if we know if Blackwell is possibly looking to transfer with what happened. Look, I don't know. I mean, sure. Like, legitimately, I think it's possible everybody could legitimately transfer. Not because it's Asia Blackwell or what's happened. Just because, like, I, I was, I, I talked to, Tiger Club this week, and I was saying that I've talked to people in college football who have told me legitimately, like, guys will have a good week of practice and go into the coaches' offices and say, hey, I've been really good in practice this week. I, I might be looking at transfer, and, and I need some NIL deals. Like, that's where college football is, man. It's crazy. That's where college sports is, and it's it's insane. Yeah, no, the way you have to approach it right now is if the player has has not transferred before and has a way to transfer and have immediate eligibility, there's like a 50-50 chance he or she is gone. And that's just, I mean, it's not a commentary on like any, you know, I know that people people like to, you know, forecast and, and guess and, you know, that's all we have to do in times like this is like, oh, which players might be back, which players might not. But like, it's really just, I mean, it's truly a, a toss up. And especially, you know, I know part of it's happened on the men's basketball side where like, I mean, we don't even know who the coach is going to be and who he's going to want back and who, how, what players are going to, you know, gel with him. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's very difficult to, uh, to forecast. We'll, uh, we'll wait and see. That's that's kind of my attitude towards it. Right. It's legitimately every player on every team is a free agent every single year. That's where we're at in college sports. And I think it just occurred to me, like, the last couple classes of kids had their recruitments completely wrecked by COVID and part of their college careers completely wrecked by COVID. So the payback is now you just, like, you can get NIL and you can go anywhere you want and you can be a free agent every year. So it all ends up even in the end. Yeah, except for the fact that, you know, just there's the lack of spots because they basically are trying to fit five classes into four. And so, you know, you got had about four years worth of recruits that we haven't gotten through all four years yet where they didn't take as many high school kids as they normally would. But, yes, the ones who who uh, was I guess 20 class of 2021 who never really got to take visits. Now they now they're just all transferring and taking visits then. Yeah, take visits all the time. Visit every school in the country. Um uh, the the only other thing going on this week is the NFL Combine. Tyler Beatty's going to work out tomorrow. I think a Caleb Evans is Sunday. Like just like big picture, 
NFL Combine, your interest level 1 to 10 is what? Is there a negative option? I mean, it's it's low. It's extremely low. I know some people geek out about it. I've never been one to get too hype about pre-draft stuff. You know, I'll, I'll look and see who people are saying my team might pick in the first round. And then usually I'm like, oh, that doesn't excite me. And that's about it. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm not not too big on the combine. If I covered the combine, I would be happy because I could eat at St. Elmo's and at, right, right. Uh, at uh, Shapiro's. But other than that, I mean, I whatever. I don't need to watch people. The only things I like is like if you see somebody who's crazy slow. That's it. like Tom Brady's forty is cool. Right. Um, I'll let you know, like I'll like let, like, like Chris Jones' balls fell out of his uh, <laughs> shorts running the forty. Like I don't really want to see it, but it was at least a memorable story. But other than that, I don't care at all. I'll let I'll let Twitter bring some a few highlights to me that I'll I will see and acknowledge and that is bad. I will not watch anything live or anything like that. The only thing I like about the combine is seeing all these kids who like out of high school reported running a four two nine. Like four years yeah. later at the combine, they're running a four five one, and it's like, oh man, that strength and conditioning program must have sucked because they're like way slower than they were four years ago. <laughs> The number of kids who've told me they ran a four three or four four forty is unbelievable. Because I was like, "Wow, well, you should go to the NFL right now. Um, you will not, you will not do that in if it is really timed." Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I guess we get spring football again tomorrow. We'll be there. Uh, women's basketball tomorrow. Um. Oh, one thing. Uh, that I just learned on Twitter last night, which is. Again, kind of goes to, I don't know, maybe there are people who are supposed to do publicity for these type of things. Uh, The Missouri Elite Eight team from 2002 is going to be honored during the Georgia basketball game on Sunday, um, or on Saturday, I should say. I don't know exactly who's going to be there, but, like, that was a Clarence Gilbert, uh, Arthur Johnson team. So, like, for old guys like me, that'll be kind of cool. Yeah, I, uh, I I didn't see that at all. So that's news to me. Um, I'll probably during that time be visiting with Tom Crane, delivering him an edible arrangement. So yeah, I mean, are, have you written Tom Crane a farewell poem? Not yet. I'm working on it. I've I've, I've done a few drafts, but it's just not good enough yet. For for those who don't know, uh, the Forty family is. A, the, I mean, Tom Crane, like he's the biggest fan of your family that's not actually in your family, right? Oh, he's probably a bigger fan than several of our like cousins. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he's he's I don't know. He, Tom Green's like a genuinely a super nice dude, but he's really intense about everything he does, including being a nice dude. And him and my dad were friends from way back when my he was coaching at Western Kentucky. My dad was at the Louisville Courier Journal, and now he just knows everything about my life, and it's kind of weird. I I honestly think that. Like, your dad theoretically could come cover this game and it would make some sense, but I think it would be better, like, if your whole family flew to Columbia for Tom Crean's last regular season game. I, I think that's a thing that should be – I promise there's going to be good seats available. So, like, they could yeah. come in. They could probably get dollar seats and raising canes, and the 40 family could sit behind the, the Georgia bench. I would even – you could cover the game from there. You'd just go sit with them. That would be a more entertaining story than what happens on the court, for sure. My sister would be so confused. My brother, like, you know, he understands. He went to Georgia. He, he knows Tom pretty well. My mom's gotten to meet Tom a few times. My sister, 
I don't think probably even knows who that is because she doesn't really follow sports and would be so confused as to why she's being asked to fly to Missouri for a bad basketball game. Well, I mean, uh, powermizzou.com will cover Brooke's ticket if she wants to come watch Tom Crean's last game. I'll say that. Uh, I feel like this is the best show we've ever done. Yeah. Uh, should we, I mean, I don't know, at least mention that like the Jaden Daniels watch continues and there's nothing really to share on that front. That's the only other thing I thought of. Yeah, I feel like we're caught up there. Um, Jaden Daniels may or may not be coming to Missouri to play. He may or may not uh, have interest from LSU. He may or may not be single-handedly responsible for a Twitter account never tweeting again. I feel like we've covered it. Yeah. All right. That's all I, all I needed. All right, there we are. Um, AU Stock says they should make the Georgia game $5. I feel like that's way too much to charge for a watch. They should absolutely make it free. Right. Just if you want to come in, come in. We're actually going right. to give you popcorn. and right. like, uh, Yeah, come in for beer. free, and then maybe you'll buy a beer. Exactly. So, all right, look, I mean, honestly, kind of slow times, right? Uh, it's calm before the possible storm i don't know we're like weather forecasters right now could rain next week could be sunny we'll we'll find out so. all i know is it's sunny today i'm gonna spend some time in it <laughs> all right mitch have a good one we'll uh talk about things later on man sounds good all right so that is mitchell 40 joining us and look guys like i'm I, we just want to have a little fun like we do this show every wednesday and and we appreciate you guys watching and listening to it. Uh, but basketball is not worth talking about. Women's basketball, we'll see what happens. Spring football is spring football. I mean, look, there's not a lot happening. So we wanted to have a little fun doing things like uh, the 40 family visiting Tom Crean and uh, Missouri football coach wrestling matches. That's where we're at right now. So uh, hope you enjoyed it. If not, I mean, if you're not listening anymore, I get it. If if you are still listening, uh, I appreciate that. Um, but regardless of whether you enjoyed our blabber of, about almost absolutely nothing this week, we hope that you enjoy 573Ts and check them out, 573TEES.com, or go to their physical location in downtown Columbia between 9th and 10th Street. Um, we will be back next w- – I want to say next Wednesday – uh, yeah, Missouri's playing that night, so we'll we'll do a show next Wednesday, kind of previewing the tournament game, and then who knows what the schedule's going to be because there could be some things happening. We don't know. We'll find out, um, but we will be here to talk about it on the 573 Report every Wednesday and may have some unscheduled emergency shows as well if we do. We certainly will keep you up to date on that. The best way for you to know is to subscribe to the YouTube channel. You will get alerts when we go live, especially if I remember to set it up correctly like I did not do this week. Um, But subscribe to the channel. Hit the like button if you're listening to the podcast. Give us a five-star review, all that. Uh, Luther Burden Show tomorrow morning, same place uh, that you get this show. And so thanks, guys, for hanging out. We'll talk to you later.